What's up? What's up with it? You're listening to the Bad Cow Podcast, where no cow is too big and no beef is too small. I'm your host, Lindsay May Be Bad. This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. Sup, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Women's Wednesday. First Wednesday of March, 2023. You know, I'm really glad I started doing this Women's Wednesday thing. Initially, it was to just kind of help other podcasters that are in the same position as me, trying to get out there and get their shit heard, and it was... It was felt good to kind of highlight people that I know are working on something similar, knowing their struggles and knowing how difficult this can be to keep going at points. It's It was nice to feel like I could give them a little bit of uh, encouragement. And as you all know, because there's just not a lot of podcasters that are females, at least not amateurs like me, not that I could find anyways, I had to kind of go into some more well-knowns and uh, I had something happen few days ago that is now taking me in the direction of doing people that I know very well firsthand. Today's episode is going to be about my mom. (laughs) I probably should have saved this for Mother's Day, but I jumped the gun a lot in life. So what happened was a few days ago, so for those of you who like just might be joining just for this show and haven't really been following along, hi, my name is Lindsay and I'm an addict. One of the things I've been trying to work on in my recovery is fixing all my crackhead house, right? Uh, So I wasn't working on my spare bathroom because that one's just a, that's a project. It's going to be a project. So I I needed to start slow. And I thought I'd just fix up the master bath because although I had fucked that up too, it wasn't as fucked up. So it was a little bit easier to tackle. But it's it's tricky. I'd be losing my steam a lot quicker than I would like. I kind of second guess what I'm doing as far as like the colors or the design or the paint or, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing these projects, I don't think about what I want the end result to look like. I just kind of start painting because it's relaxing and it's, but then sometimes you fuck up and you start, (laughs) you know, you drip paint somewhere else and now you're like, fuck, now I got to paint that too because I don't know how to clean it off. Or when you're trying to put wallpaper on and you only have half a roll of wallpaper and now you're like, well, maybe I can just paint the rest of the effect. No, bitch, no. Right. So I was doing my best to not get discouraged at so many different points in this project. And on Sunday, I had forgot that my mom had signed my son up for this uh, like pottery sculpting class because my son is the shit at sculpting stuff. Like he can render fucking 3D objects just from his brain, uh, like with clay and Play-Doh and shit. And he's good at it. Like and I'm not just being a, oh, my kid's the best kind of mom. right now. No, it's like legit. Anybody from the outside looking in can look at my son's stuff and be like, he did that all by himself? Like, he he excels. That's his savant activity, for sure. Anyways, so I was really excited when my mom said she signed him up for that. But because I'm an airhead, I didn't remember until she comes to pick him up. And when she comes to pick him up, I am waist deep in this fucking project. I mean, I got these fucking stupid ass overalls on that I made into an apron. No pants, right? I'm just crazy trying to finish this project. So when she comes to pick him up, she's like, did you want to go? but shit and then I ask her like how long is the class and she's like three hours I'm like holy fuck three hours 
Like, my goal was to get this shit done today. I can't be just gone for three hours unexpectedly, even though I knew about this class, but I forgot. At that point in my mind, I didn't know about it. <laughs> and so I'm really upset because I feel like now I can't go. Great. Added to the list of ways that I've let my son down. And my son wasn't really tripping. He was like, Mom, if you want to go, great. If not, it's okay. Like, he's kind of just accepted how I am and doesn't take it super personally anymore, I don't think. So what I ended up telling myself was, okay, Lindsay, the only way you can make it okay to not go be in your mommy mode right now with your son is if you finish this bathroom because as soon as the whole house is in order, it'll be better for everyone. It's going to benefit everybody to just not have all this chaos in their environment, right? So let yourself off the hook for not going to this class. But bitch, overdrive right now. Get it going. Get it done. And, uh, right, I'm trying my best to not be swallowed by this project because I don't really, like, my you. if you ever want a visual of ADHD, just come watch me do a project because I never seem to put things in a good spot, like, when I'm not using them. Like, I'll trip over cans of paint, spill the whole motherfucking thing, spill a cup of water that I had the paintbrush sitting in because I actually had the forethought to set the brush in the water because usually I just let them get all crusty and hard and unusable and... I'm just like spinning in circles, right? And towards the end of the night, I'm really not any closer to having it done. And I think what I experienced was a fucking panic attack. I'm sitting there feeling like shit about myself. I know I'm not going to be able to get this done by the end of the night. My son is already back home. My boyfriend comes home from work. And I'm like shaking. And I'm trying really hard to control myself. But I can't even get out like a simple declarative statement. I'm just like, I just, I just, I just, like I'm fucking looking spastic, right? I'm crying, which I don't really do that often. Fuck is this shit that's happening to me right now? I'm spazzing out. I take the dog for a walk because that's one of my normal activities at night. And I, but I'm trying to just get some fresh air and, and relax because I can't stop my heart from racing. I can't stop my rapid breathing. Like I'm just really crumbling. So after I get done with the walk for my dog or the walk with my dog, I come home. I call my recovery counselor because I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm scared I'm going to have a heart attack. She tells me, Lindsay, just go take a bath. Take a bath. It'll help you reset. Just take a bath and then call me. So I did. Big ass bubble bath with dish soap because we don't have any fucking bubble bath. But it works. It works the same just so everybody knows. It's a good substitute. I'm sitting in the bath and I'm just, you know, pondering life and why it is so full for me to just function. I don't even, some days I don't even want to be like a happy person anymore. I just want to be a functioning person, right? I just want to be able to get up and go from A to Z during the day like everybody else does. Everybody has problems. Everybody has bad days, but they still seem to fucking figure it out. Me, on the other hand, I just get stalled up or I just, I'm constantly in this cover-up mode where I'm trying to fix and fix and fix and go back and cover up all my fuck-ups and I never seem to really make progress. <laughs> and it's irritating. Fucking 34 years old. When am I going to figure it the fucked shit? I'm sitting there and I'm just like wishing my brain was different. I wished I could just be a normal person. But at the same time, I'm kind of thinking about all the normal people I know and just how they're so painfully fucking basic. Just so absurdly average. Like, I'm kind of glad I'm not like one of those people. Like, good job, sister and anybody else who I'm thinking about when I think about these types of people. I'm so glad you could put one foot in front of the other like society told you and you just, you know. <laughs> but you'll never have the sparkle I have. Right? I'm trying to convince myself that it's okay to be this fucking erratic, irrational person that I am when really I just wish I was anything but. I just want to be somebody who can function. And so I start thinking about how ADHD is so not this quirky little learning difference that people sometimes 
you know, express it to be. People think ADHD is just this little part of your personality. No, bitch, it's it's crippling at times. You guys have no idea. Do you know what it's like to just not remember to eat? You know, never having a phone that's charged, even though you have about 17 fucking spare battery packs that you've had to buy when you were out somewhere because your phone's about to die and you need to call an Uber and fuck. Or something else I noticed is like all my body sprays and all my spray paint cans, none of them have the spray top on them anymore. How the fuck does that happen? Does that happen to everybody? No. Just me and my ADHD, right? And I'm thinking, this shit sucks, dude. Why can they not find the cause of ADHD or autism or, you know, cause I didn't realize that ADHD is basically like diet autism. I didn't, I didn't know that even though I worked with a lot of kids with autism. And for some reason I was just like the autism whisperer. Like I was the best at that job. And now I know why, cause I'm halfway there myself. And you know, it's like every year they come up with some new thing to blame autism for, you know, in the, in the very beginning, they just blamed it on bad mothers assholes a bunch of male doctors i'm sure they said that it was it was mothers who were like disconnected from their their kids and that's why their kids ended up having these deficits in their social skills and nonverbal issues and but as we know now it's not the fucking case then everybody thought it was the vaccines right because this one dipshit doctor did a research study with like 12 kids and and basically that shit just caught on like rapid fire disinformation they were thinking it was the vaccines, typically because people don't really show the signs of autism until around the age that you get those vaccines. But it didn't really answer the question for the kids who hadn't had the vaccines. Why do they have autism, right? Eventually, that was unfounded. Eventually, the, I think the public is really starting to, to get the picture that it's not the vaccines. Um, I've heard a lot of studies that, that correlate ADHD and autism to mothers that smoke cigarettes. Um, and now what I see all over Facebook is it's anybody who took Tylenol. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, my mom never smoked cigarettes. It's, it's, it basically turned into this review of my mom and what was going on with her life when I was, you know, before I was born. Because my sister, we're, me and my sister are only two and a half years apart. So it's not like... You know, when we both had the same parents growing up, we both had the same everything growing up. So what happened to where my sister could be this normal functioning person and I can't? Because I never felt, I mean, I always gave my mom shit about how Mandy was her favorite, but I know my mom loves me. That was more just to give my mom hell. I never felt like my parents just didn't love me. But it was like, what, what was going on? I do know, though, that when my mom was pregnant with me, her mom, my grandma, got really sick. She had lung cancer because she smoked. And before I was born, my grandmother died from lung cancer. And that's fucking horrible. It's so sad because my mom tells me all the time how I am just, I am her mom. I'm the carbon copy of her mom. And I wish I could have met her because we probably would have gone fishing and I probably wouldn't have sank as many boats. <laughs> but she said my mom's just like me. She was always doing all these creative projects around the house and building ponds for ducks and shit that she adopted and like <laughs> I know it broke my mom's heart that she lost her mom just that in and of itself but I think it really breaks her heart that we never got to meet and she never got to know me and I never got to know her and I think it's fair to say that my mom was probably really fucking stressed out when she was pregnant with me 
And then, of course, obviously really depressed when her mom, you know, didn't win the battle against lung cancer and died. This is all happening while I'm in my mom's stomach, while I'm being created. And so that got me on this kick, like, oh, my God, I think I just solved this fucking mystery. It's stress. That's why autism and ADHD affects every ethnicity equally and why it's not just for parents who had kids later in life, why it's not about, you know what I mean? I was like, it's stress. Everybody be experiencing stress. Everybody. You know what people do sometimes when they're stressed out is they might take some Tylenol if they're feeling these aches and pains that are caused by stress. They might smoke a motherfucking cigarette or two because they're stressed. So along with, I think, solving this age-old mystery because I'm fucking just the shit, I, uh, I started to think about like how my mom would react if I, if I told her that. Basically that it was because she was stressed. That's why I'm all fucked up. Because I, like most kids, I blame my mom for everything. You know, she's the reason, you know, she ruined my life when I was a teenager, blah, 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 blah. We tend to point fingers when we can't figure out our own shit, right? And I, I sometimes, well, no, not sometimes. I regret blaming my mom for dumb shit. Because now when I've stumbled upon this awesome epiphany of, I think I solved autism, I feel like she's not going to hear it, right? She's not going to even hear what I'm saying because she's going to feel like I'm blaming her. Um... And that's frustrating because I don't blame my mom. How can I blame my mom for being stressed? You know who I blame, mom? I blame the doctor that told you that if my grandma just made it 30 days with this fucking patch that they put on her lung, that she would be okay. And on day 31, she died. That's who I blame, mom. Not you. My mom deserves more credit than I can ever give her. I don't think I could ever even come close to delivering on what my mom deserves for me. So now that I've spent 15 minutes talking about why I started thinking about my mom, I'm going to tell you guys about my mom, okay? Uh What's up? What's up with it? Okay, so for those of you who are new here, this is the part of the show where I insert a sponsored ad for my podcast platform, Anchor by Spotify telling you how great they are for anyone who is thinking of starting a podcast. But fuck that. Let me explain. Anchor by Spotify offers paid sponsorships for shows that reach a certain amount of listeners. They call it an ambassador ad, and it pays dick. And not the good dick. It's that limp, soft dick that leaves you feeling used and unsatisfied. Then they really make you feel like a hoe when they tell you that your ad expired because you reached too many listeners. What the fuck? That's when they tell you, try different monetization strategies, like asking your listeners to pay for subscriptions. How thoughtful of them, right? (laughs) Don't worry. I am not going to ask my audience to foot the bill in this fuckery. Because you see, whether or not my show is heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else, my hosting platform still gets promotion whether I have some asshat ambassador ad or not. So if this is the standard set by the industry, then think of me as a podcast pioneer who refuses to make pimping easy for these corporate bastards. Instead, I think I'll just shit on them in every episode I publish until I decide on a different platform to host from. (laughs) As always, thanks for listening and uh, let's get back to the show. So my mom was born June of 1962 in Richmond, California in the semi like uh, kind of a rough part of California. You know, when you hear about Compton in LA, this is Richmond. Okay. She was the youngest of three. She had two older brothers. And they were poor. 
she grew up in their hand-me-down clothes, so she never got to be in the cute little outfits and stuff. And she grew up kind of rough. My mom can fuck somebody up if she wants to. It's funny because now she's so not like that. Like, all my, all my friends in high school love my mom. She's like little Martha Stewart. But trust, bitch. Get my mom mad, and you'll see that you can take the girl out of Richmond, but you can't take the Richmond out of the girl. She's a true Gemini. Growing up, I always felt like my mom was just so pretty and fun and just the epitome of what a mom is supposed to be. When I hear some friends of mine that just had shit moms, I, I just wonder like how they even cope with that. My cousins, uh, their parents, my, my uncle and their mom were both on drugs when they were little. And my, my aunt, I guess, she had to go get her shit straight and she just like left. And they grew up without a mom. That's fucking so sad. Because as much as I complain about my mom or may have, have had my, my differences with her, like, I love my mom. And I know I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have her. Me and my mom have so much in common. We used to love to go to a Macy's Super Saturday early morning, right? That was the only time me and her would get up early morning and go do some shit. We'd get there fucking before the doors open and we would fuck that sale up. My mom is the reason I know how to shop. Any store I go into now to this day, probably till the day I die, I am immediately, first stop is the clearance rack. That's where you go first. And then you kind of peruse the rest of the store to see if there's something you can make work. But clearance rack first, bitch. That is my mom's motto. Oh, it's on clearance? Get seven. <laughs> oh, my mom. There's so many moments with my mom that when they're happening, you don't really realize what moments how big of moments they're going to be until later on. And they're the ones that you remember. Uh, she is just such a trooper. I think that's the best way to describe my mom because she could have two broken feet, but if we got to walk somewhere, just shut up, let's go. She's a fighter for real. I mean, she grew up rough. Her brothers were fucked up to her. One, her oldest brother was, he's just a real ass. He used to like tie her to a tree and then charge kids a nickel to fucking hit her so my mom grew up scrappy she's a sav and you would never know that now when you meet her because now she's just in her cute little you know sweatsuits or her little sweaters and shit and she's very happy and christmas she thrives at christmas she likes to have a little place settings for everybody with name cards and all her presents are wrapped like a fucking magazine and usually have stupid little name tags on them that say from rudolph or some corny shit She's just really a rags to comfortable. I won't say riches because I know my parents wouldn't like me to refer to them as that. But they really, they worked hard for everything that they have now. And they're still such modest, humble people for it. They don't ever throw it in anybody's face. They still don't really spend on themselves at all. They're very moderate people. Um, my mom is probably the single most influential relationship I have in my life. And I think that's how it should be. Your mom is supposed to be everything you base life on. Of whether the world's a good place, of whether there's love and, and people that are capable of being trusted, of having somebody believe in you, having somebody care about you, even when you're fucking just so not worth being cared about. I put my mom through hell. My family, really, with all my fuck-ups. Um... 
And even in the moments when I'm so mad at my mom, even in the moments where we had our differences, even in the moments where, you know, we just did not like each other, I I wouldn't trade my mom for the world. My mom always tried to do the right thing with us. Um... You know, she'd make us own our mistakes if we ever had them. Fuck, I used to hate getting in trouble in school because not only would I get a referral and get in trouble, but then my mom would make me write a fucking sorry note to whoever the fuck I screwed over, either a teacher or some shit. I'm sorry I wore open-toned shoes. Mwah. Uh, come on, mom. But she would make me do it because it's the right thing to do. She rarely made excuses for us like if there was somebody else involved that she felt maybe should have had a little bit more of the responsibility she would definitely make mention of it but she never tried to she never ever ever made me uh believe it was okay to excuse whatever my part was in it she always felt very strongly about taking responsibility for your actions owning up to it and then correcting it and moving on she never really got hung up on things that i she never throws anything in my face even when i deserve it She's always had my back, even in the moments where I felt like she didn't. Whatever she was doing was in my favor. Um, and she, I mean, I, I had feared my mom at times. Like, we grew up in the, our household was kind of like uh, where if mom says no, go ask dad. But eventually that stopped working because dad caught on and was like, well, what'd your mom say? Because my dad was a softie. He fucking gave in no matter what. And my mom was not. She was very no means no. Blah, 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 blah. blah. She was so, uh, she could be a little too hardcore sometimes. One time I got busted sneaking out of my house and going to a movie with a boy. And uh, she came and picked me up from the movie theater. I was busted. I was totally in trouble. But I'm a teenager and erratic. And I remember when we got home, we lived in a court. And it was, you know, at night. And in the court, because of how it's set up, it echoes if you yell. And I'm sitting there echoing and yelling and blah, all mad at her. And she waited until we got up to the stoop of our door. And that is when she pushed me against the wall and told me, I will put my knee in your chest and I will take you down. (laughs) Some boss ass shit right there. And she scared the shit out of me. For whatever the reason, my mom's got strong, strong ass hands, dude. She'll fuck you up. She will grip you with death, man. You wouldn't know that now by how she grandmas. Oh my God, what a pushover she is as a grandma. Jesus. The shit my son gets away with. You know, when they go to an amusement park, the first place they go is the gift shop. You kidding me? I better not even even looked at the gift shop when I went. Ugh. And every time I talk like that, my mom's like, oh, I know, you were just so hard done by. I was, mom. Ugh battered and bruised by all the gift shop things I didn't get. I was spoiled rotten. Yeah, me and my mom are so much alike. It sucks because when I was in my addiction, I felt very betrayed by my mom. Um, I felt like she intentionally put all her focus on my son and making sure he was okay. And I felt like she wasn't worried about me at all, even though I was obviously struggling and really not in a good place. But, you know, looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I feel like, well, did you think that was easy for her, Lindsay? You know? I know that the love between a grandchild and a child is very different, but it's, it doesn't erase the love that she has for me. 
I don't think it was easy for her at all to... You know, I say, I say, there were times I remember being mad and being like, well, you just don't even care about me at all anymore. You're not even worried about me. It's not true, Lindsay. But you're a fucking grown-ass woman. And you're not worried about your kid right now. Somebody has to. Do you think it's easy to not worry about my daughter? And at the time, I didn't. I thought it was very easy for her to just disregard me. I felt like I had worn my parents out. I think I felt I exhausted their care for me. And all they had room for was my son. And that's just so, that doesn't even make sense when I say it out loud. I know that my mom was my best friend growing up. We did so much together. You know, my, my sister and my dad were more practical people, more logical people. And me and my mom were fun and creative and loud and happy. You know, we were kindred spirits. And so I'm sure it only makes sense at that point in time where I was all fucked up and it was incredibly hard for her. She's very good at, at making things look easy, though. And it seemed like it was just... It was just not a thing to only worry about my son, you know? And that hurt. Of course it hurt. But when you're in your addiction, you don't see things... When you're in it, you don't see how it is. It's just like an abusive relationship. You don't see things for how they are. I never realized until recent, you know until recently, how much I must have broke her heart and how devastating that was for her as well, you know? Probably helped to have my son there as a distraction, but my son is me at times, like, and I'm sure it, I'm sure it was not easy to just ignore that I was, was difficult. I'm, I'm sure it was a good distraction because my son will fucking consume all your time. But I really regret making her feel so not cared about and so not appreciated. Because really, had she not been there, I probably wouldn't even have custody of my son. I'd probably be all fucked up. And, you know, if I didn't have a mom that cared enough about me to... <sighs> I think one of the hardest parts about caring about people is doing the right thing even when the right thing is going to hurt them. It's kind of like trying to be honest with a friend about something when you know it's going to hurt them. Only the good friends are still honest with you. Everybody else will lie because it's too uncomfortable for them to say anything. And I think it was very difficult for my mom to watch me spiral. I think it was heartbreaking for her to see everything spin out of control and feeling so helpless. You know, looking back now, it's like she had to just focus on my son. She had to keep him safe. And I'm sure that wasn't an easy decision for her to make. But he's the innocent one. You know, he's the one that can't do for himself. I don't think that was easy for her. And I, now I'm just very thankful that she puts up with me at all. Because I'm such a brat sometimes. I know that she sees my heart and she knows I'm a good person. And she, more than anybody, wants the best for me. And although I wasn't able to see it then, I see it now. And I know everybody thinks they have the best mom in the world, but that's impossible because my mom only has two daughters. Um, and I know my mom doesn't listen to my podcast, so she's probably not going to listen to this shit. And that's okay. I just needed to put it out into the universe how much I appreciate my mom and love her. And I don't blame her for my ADHD. <laughs>
<laughs> I blame stress, people. And my mom was stressed out and she still managed to push through. And we always had everything we needed and then some. She always took our messes and made them beautiful and made them presentable and made them something to cherish. When I look back at all these parents who I thought were cool moms when I was younger because they, I don't know, let their kids do whatever they want or whatever, but those parents didn't really care. Or they were super superficial and fake. You know, our family has problems, but I'm friends with my mom still, even with all the bullshit we went through. And I know so many friends of mine who don't have that relationship with their parents, and that's just so sad. There's friends I knew who I grew up with who purposely went to the farthest university away just to get away from their parents. Like, I really love my mom. Despite whatever struggles we had the past recent years, you know, and I, I really regret them because I feel like so much time was lost and it was at such a fun time with my son that we could have really enjoyed and I'll have to live with that. But I'm just so glad that I have her in my life. I'm glad that I had a mom that was a mom that put everybody else before her, you know. So maybe if she does listen to this, maybe she'll feel better and and really understand how much I how much I needed her and how glad I am that I had her and I hope for her sake I can do something with my life that makes her and my dad proud but it's really really a blessing to know that even if I don't it doesn't it's not it's not going to stop them from loving me. Their love is unconditional. They've proven that so many times. There's so many times where if I had me as a kid, I would have been like, bitch, the fuck out of my face forever. <laughs> but real moms never feel that way about their kids. They'll help them hide the body. They'll, you know, most moms, real moms, walk through fire for their kids. And I remember my mom saying that to me more than once when I was younger. I would walk through fire for you, Lindsay. And in, in many, you know, in some respects, she really fucking did. There were a lot of things I know that I feel bad for doing now because I am a mom and I see how embarrassing certain things I did must have been for her, how hard it must have been for her to show her face in certain places after I acted the way I did. You know, I joke about all the little funny stories and stupid shit that I did when I was younger, but I wonder how embarrassed she must have been when we were at church and I came out of the sanctuary soaking wet because I thought it'd be fun to go swimming in the baptismal. And not only did I think it would be fun, but I convinced the fucking preacher's daughter to do it with me. I could just see my mom closing her eyes and shaking her head like, fuck. <laughs> but that's just how it was. Why, mom? Why do you care about what everybody thinks? Because, bitch, we have to come back here next week. Jesus. I didn't realize it then at the time, of course. Most kids don't. You know, I don't think people ever appreciate their moms until they become a mom. I never apologized to my mom or thanked my mom more until after I became one, you know? So, mom, if you do happen to stumble across this, I love you. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. But just know, pretty soon we're going to be talking about how I have found the cause of autism. I'm going to be hitting up Dr. Andrew Huberman about it. I'm going to hit up anybody that will listen because I'm pretty sure that's what causes it. Sorry, random. I know. That'll be, that'll be on its way. And 
Anybody out there who's listening and they do have a good mom, go fucking tell them that you love them, okay? Quit being a little shit. Because she could have just fucking, you know, put a pillow over your shit when you was like a little baby or something. She could have just left your ass in a dumpster somewhere. Or she could have just disowned you and you became a fucking irrational, stupid-ass adult. Chances are she didn't. And you're lucky as fuck she didn't. Because so many moms drop the ball. So many moms and parents in general are just such selfish fucking asshole people. Um, I'm so, so thankful. I am who I am today because of my mom. And I'm pretty fucking rad. Even though I'd be spazzing out and fucking at my house left and right. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye.